Hey, 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 what is up you guys? Welcome back to Dilun Podcast and today I want to share about a book that I'm currently reading. The title of the book is called One Up on Wall Street. So this book was written by this person called Peter Lynch. I hope you guys know who Peter Lynch is. For those who don't know, Peter Lynch is actually an another American investor. He's a very famous American investor. He used to be a uh, mutual fund manager. He managed the uh, Magellan Fund at Fidelity Investment since 1977 until 1990. And during his uh, 13-year working under this Magellan Fund, right, his average return, uh, annual return, was about 29.2%. It's about 30%, you know. He was able to generate increase the uh, asset under management he was able to increase from 18 million million dollars to 14 billion dollars that was how much he was able to do in just 13 years and so this guy right he's a very fascinating person when you when you go and read his book you'll learn a lot about his investing philosophy and which is very important because he is known for being a, people call it the uh, story investor. What is a story investor? Story investor, basically, what, what it means by here is that, well, by story investor, it means he really understands the story behind the company, which means uh, he wants to know what, what is the company going to do, or what are they doing, or what are they going to do, what is going to happen, right? So he wants to know, like, the, the story behind the business right and in order for you to understand the story of the business you have to be very very familiar with the company only then you will better understand the business and the competitive environment right so that is why he really uh, advocates uh, investing in companies which you are familiar with right in his book he actually mentioned one thing he said that that is why he would rather invest in in pantyhose rather than communication satellites and in motel chains rather than fiber optics right because it is it is normal for people like uh, normal investors right we want things to be fast so we look at uh, companies like tech technology company right insurance company you want because we want we want it to be fast some people are into uh, Bitcoin and all that, cryptocurrency. So, because we want things to be fast, that's why we're into that. But some of us, although we are, we invest in uh, a technology company, but we are not really, f- we don't, we are not familiar with the business. And because we're not familiar, we don't really know the story behind it. So, Peter Lynch here, he, what he advocates is really understand the business so that when you understand, you know what kind of competition the business is in and only then you will know whether you should buy or you should sell how long you should hold and so forth right because of his way of his method of investing right of course he also look for uh, like 30% 40% 50% or or more right he's talking about his gains they, they are also like uh, 30 40 50% but he is very known in his book one up on Wall Street he talks a lot about Beggars. Beggars, it means 
not beggar b e g g r this b a g g r so it means beggars as in if i say that my investment uh grew uh 10 bag uh, what two beggars two beggars it means 100% that means double that means if i invested 10 10 dollars and i had uh, two beggars it means i got double the amount which is 20 dollars right if i say five beggars it means 50 dollars if I have 10 beggars, it means $100. So he is the kind of person who looks for investment that gives him beggars, right? 10 beggars, 20 beggars, 50 beggars, 100 beggars. He looks for that kind of investment, right? So that is why in order to get that kind of result, you have to really, really understand the business. And then, only then you will know whether this company is capable of growing that much or not, right? Whether it's two beggars, three beggars, five beggars. So in case, for those who don't know, two beggars is 100%, three beggars is uh, 200%, five beggars is 400%, right? So is it just trying for you to understand uh, what what is some of, some of us are used to the percentage instead of beggars, right? But it's not easy to find for companies that grow 400%, even 100% is not as easy, right? You have to really uh, understand the business. So that is why he is a kind of person, kind of investors, kind of investor who look for these beggars. And because of that, they call him a story investor because he really understands, he's really familiar with the business that is running behind in the company, right? He's familiar with all the competitive environment, the companies that are, that are against, that are competing with this business that he's investing in. So he knows a lot about the business. Right. So in this uh, this episode, I want to share some of the things that I've learned from his book. Right. This one up Wall Street. So, what well, the the first few chapters, right? He actually highlighted some of the how he categorized companies. Right. So there are six ways in how he analyze uh, how he categorize companies. The first type of company they call it. He calls it the slow grower. So slow grower are companies that are really large, right? They are old companies, like really aging companies. They are the kind of companies that are so big that they can't really expand the business anymore, right? They are because they are too big, right? And their growth is slightly, uh, sometimes equal or slightly faster than the U.S. economy, but overall it's very slow. But because it is so big and huge and so rich, they are able to pay out generous and regular dividend. Right, so we're talking about companies like uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson, right? So because they are so big, so they are old, they are aging companies that they have so much they can't really grow anymore. Their growth is so slow. But because they have so much of earnings, so much of cash, they pay. They pay generous uh, dividend, and some more, and also regular dividend, right? And if you look at their price, like their stock price, it's not really exciting because they're not growing anymore, right? So that is the first kind of uh, company category. The second type of company they call it. He calls it the stalwarts. So stalwarts are company like uh, Coca Cola, uh, Procter and Gam- Procter and Gamble. Uh, Hershey, uh, Colgate, Palmolive. So these are some of the companies that are under 
stalwarts. So these are companies. They are not agile climbers. That means they can't really grow as much, but they are definitely faster than slow growers. They are they are they grow faster than the slow growers, right? They have a lot of uh, cash, a lot of earnings, and all that, but they are not. They can grow, but not really fast. But they are definitely faster than slow growers. So, typically, these kind of companies, their earnings, right? They grow about ten to twelve percent annually, right? Ten to twelve percent earning growth, and typically, this kind of company, right? He he sees it in a way that this company, this kind of companies, only grow about thirty to fifty percent in terms of uh, their share price, right? Thirty to fifty percent, right? And the good thing about this kind of uh, stalwarts, right? These companies, they are very good protection against recession. They protect your portfolio against recession. Why? Because these are some of the companies that they are fundamentally strong. They are not the strong. They are not like uh, they are stable and they are strong. They are not as uh, big and old as uh, slow growers, but they are definitely bigger and strong. And they. In most cases, they when they go through a recession, right? Because they are so stable, it doesn't allow them to to uh, to drop as much as in their share price and all that. It doesn't allow them to drop as much. But at the same time, even though they do, they are able to survive and they are able to go through the recession and bring you back up, bring your portfolio back up. Because these are companies that are fundamentally strong, right? They protect you from recession. So that's the second type of uh, second type of category. The second category of companies, and the third one, which is what he really likes, he calls it the fast grower. So these are typically companies. Fast growers are companies that grow at twenty to twenty five percent earnings annually, right? They are small companies, smaller companies, but they are really aggressive. They can grow up to ten, twenty. Up to forty beggars, and in some cases even two hundred beggars. Two hundred beggars. It means if you invested ten dollars and you get two hundred beggars, that is two thousand dollars. All right. So these are some of the advantages of uh, investing in fast growers. And in one thing he mentioned in his book is that a fast grower, right? If you have a small portfolio, and you have one or two fast growers. This one of two fast growers is good enough to sort of like grow your portfolio and make a career out of it. You know what he's trying to say is that one or two is more than enough to grow your portfolio if you have a small portfolio, because fast growers really it just it has so much of a, gives you so much of gains. Like if you if you grew your uh, investment one bagger or, or no. Ten beggars, forty beggars, or two hundred beggars, is going to significantly bring up your portfolio. Right, that is why you don't need so many. One or two is good enough, right? And what is interesting about this is that you must, you might be thinking. I mean, when I first read, I, I, I was also thinking that maybe fast growers are companies that are in the technology line, you know, because they are always growing so fast. But what what is interesting about this is that he said that it is not necessarily in fast growing industries. All right, it is not necessarily 
in fast growing industries. That means it does not have to be in technology, a technology company or, or insurance company or so forth. It it is just a young company, and it can be in any kind of industry. So some of the examples he gave was Walmart when they first started, right? Taco Bell, uh, the Marriott Hotel, and so forth. So these are some of the things that they are not really technology company, and they are not really. Uh, I mean, they are strong companies, but they were young companies, and they were high. There was a lot of demand. Right, they had a lot of sales and all that, so they were growing drastically. They really, they were really growing in terms of their earnings. And what one thing uh, Peter Lynch highlights is that when the company's earning earnings grow, the share price tend tend to grow with it. So ultimately, you want to find for a company that grows in earnings, right? But here's the thing. The problem with fast growers, they go up fast, but at the same time, they go down fast as well, right? They are typically the higher risk investment. That is why you don't need so many. One or two is good enough. They are typically high risk, especially the younger companies, because some of them, they don't really have track record, right? That's why that is something you want to be aware of. But when Peter Lynch uh, uh, analyzes this kind of company, he looks for companies all these fast growers with good balance sheet, right? They have strong balance sheet, substantial uh, amount of profit, uh, cash or earnings, so that they are able to, even if they face things, uh, any recession, they're still able to come out alive, right? Even though they have potential to, to grow, if they don't have the, the st- a strong balance sheet, they're going, they going to suffer during a, during a recession, Right, and the last thing you need is for a growing company to to go bankrupt, and you end up losing everything. So that is why he looked for companies that have good, strong balance sheet, right? And the fourth, uh, is it the fourth? One, two, three, four. So the fourth, fourth category here is he calls it the cyclical category, right? So these are typically companies that expand and contract. Right, they have a period of time where they grow, and then a period of time where they go down. Right, so these are companies. For example, companies like uh, the auto, the car industry, auto industry, the airline industry, tire, tire companies, chemical companies, and so forth. These are some of the companies that are cyclical, because when people are suffering, right, when people are going through recession. These are not the things that, I, that they use. And because these are not the, the companies that they, they use, these companies are going to make loss losses, right? So they are going through like sort of like a downhill battle in terms of their revenue, sales and all that. But when the, when the economy flourish, people will be traveling, people will be buying cars. And so when this kind of thing happens, the economy blooms, the economy flourishes, that is when these industries they grow right airline companies because people are traveling right car car companies because people are buying more stuff people are buying cars so these are some of the industries that when the economy grows they grow as well when the company goes through a recession these companies suffer as well right and the bad thing about this is that they in some cases they can lose 
more than 50% very quickly. Right? During a recession, they can lose more than 50% very quickly. And they may take years for them to recover. Right? So that is the problem with cyclical companies. And so if you really want to invest in a cyclical company, make sure you really understand the business. Because for a cyclical company, timing is everything. You need to go in at the right time and come out at the right time. Otherwise, it's going to affect you. Right? So that is about cyclical. And next, the fifth one is turnaround category. So these are typically uh, companies that that are, he calls it battered and depressed and potentially fatal companies. Right? These are companies that go down, like really, you know, almost bankrupt and and with the hopes of it going coming back turn around right it's not as easy as as or how how uh, hollywood hollywood movie shows right how they portray all the character the heroes where where they really suffer they go downhill and then they dig deep find their power superpower and that's, then that's when they come out of it it's not as easy as that. Majority of the companies that go down don't really turn around, right? So that is definitely something you need to watch out. And the last one, the last kind of uh, company is called the asset play companies. So asset play companies, uh, some of the companies that Wall Street analysts, they tend to overlook because they, they may think that these are companies that they don't really have much, but in reality, they, they have they are actually sitting on something very valuable right they have a lot of assets right it can be things like cash maybe they have a lot of cash in the company maybe they have a lot of real estates you know basically it can be any sort of assets that the company is uh, sitting sitting on and so these are these can also be an opportunity but of course what uh, peter lynch looks at is the uh, fast grower because it's able to grow his uh, portfolio multiple baggers right so yeah so if you want to invest you can definitely look for fast growers but of course beware because make sure the company has strong financial statements right and let's go to the next one which is he has a certain way of finding for companies that he likes right favorable companies so how does he look for companies first the characteristic of the company is the name of the company or the product and service of the company has to be boring it has to be a very boring name very boring uh, product or service and it is the company is sometimes doing uh, things that are sort of like disagreeable or depressing right so for example Companies like uh, SCI. SCI is a funeral, funeral home, funeral house in uh, the US. So it's not really a very exciting industry, right? Compared to a technology company or insurance company and so forth. So it's a very boring industry, and the name of it is also boring. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, service uh, SCI stands for service corporate international you can go and look it up so it's actually a funeral home uh, operator and if you think about it it's really depressing industry 
right? And there's one more industry that he calls it the. Uh, there's one more industry that he he invested was uh, the waste management industry, right? Nobody nobody even thinks about that, right? But these are some of the in, the industries that he looks at, because why? Because nobody looks for it. When nobody looks for it, there is no competition. Nobody to compete with you, right? Compared to Wall Street, uh, compared to a technology company, everybody is into it. Everybody, all the Wall Street analysts are eyeing on certain companies. They are investing in it, right? So it's very, very competitive. That is why he looked for really boring companies or really boring names, product or industry, right? And the second thing he looks for is uh, companies. He calls it the... Uh, the company is actually a spin-off, right? Spin-off as in a company that is uh, separated from the uh, a bigger company's division or bigger company's part. So it's like a this small division from a company is separated to form another to 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 be independent, right? So these are companies that he looked for because this kind of companies, right? When you think about it. Large companies, for example, if I am a large company and I sell one of my division, right, so for them to run independently. So when I'm a large company, I don't want my spin-off division to get into trouble. Why? Because if that company, that division gets into trouble, it would bring, uh, I would say, it would bring an embarrassing publicity to me as a, as a large company. And I don't want that, that to happen. So that is why... Typically, when you look at the spin-offs, all the spin-off companies, right, they tend to have stronger balance sheet and they are well prepared to succeed independently because they were previously owned by a large company. And that is why he really, really likes uh, all these spin-off companies, which we all can look into as well, right? And the third thing that he looks at when he when he is when he chooses a company is that he wants to find for fast growing company in a no growth industry in a no growth industry like what i said just now he's looking for companies that are not in the in the growth industry as in technic technic uh, tech companies right uh, social media companies uh, insurance companies and so forth so He's not looking for this kind of growth industry. He's looking for fast-growing companies, but not in a growth industry. Why? Because in a growth industry, there are too much of interest from different investors, right? And a lot of competitors. And because of that, it leads to higher prices, right? So when you buy a high price, in some cases, it is grown so high that it makes no sense to buy it anymore. So that is why he doesn't want to, to be in that kind of industry. He would rather find for fast-growing companies in a no-growth industry so that the price is low, he gets to buy it at a cheap and see the company grow, right? So that is one thing. And apart from that, one more thing he looks at is that he wants to look for companies that has a niche, right? They has a niche as in they, ha- they have control over a certain uh, market segment, Right. For example, uh, a company that sells drink. I mean, if you think about drink, there's so many kinds of drinks, right? Compared to a company's a company that only sells soft drink, 
or a company that only sells uh, wine, for example. So it's very niche because if I think of a wine company, I only think of this company because it's so niche that it has one of the best wines, for example. right? So he looks for companies that are niche. That's also one which makes it when the company has it has a niche it has a strong sort of like a strong competitive advantage right over other over their competitors but of course it's not the case for every company so make sure you do your you do your research before you invest right and apart from that he also suggested a few more uh, characteristic of companies that he really like the one of it is called he calls it that companies that is a user of technology. Company that is a user of technology. That means this company is not really a technology company, but they use technology to they they put in technology into their existing business to grow the company. Ah, uh, so here's something to take note on. It does not have to be a technology company, but it can apply technology advancement to improve the company so these kind of companies are also great companies because in some ways they are improving their companies uh, the whole maybe the process or so that they can produce more so they put in technology and uh, advancement to improve the company but they are not a technology company so in that sense they are not competitive they are not really competitive because they don't have much competitor around them compared to a tech company because they are not really a tech company but at the same time they are also growing because the the, the operation is is advanced right so there is also one and he also talks about companies that has insider buying right that means companies that has that have their management buying their existing stocks right so if the comp if the management in that company are buying stocks of that same particular company that is something you should should be interested in because it means that the the company management is confident with the company right but in on the other hand if the if the management are selling it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that it's a bad sign because when somebody sells a stock it could mean that I mean, some some might say maybe because they f they feel that this company is not growing anymore, but at the same time, it can be also because they need the money, or they need to do something. They want to buy another share, for example, another company, so they need the money. So, it can be many other reasons. It can it does not have to be that this company is not growing anymore. It doesn't have to be that reason, right? But when a when a management buys a company, when you buy a company, it's because you know that. You, you believe that it will grow, right? That is why you buy. So the buying indica indication is more important than the selling indica indication, right? If more management are buying the, buying the business, it means it can be a good, uh, good company to invest in, right? If the company is selling, if the management is selling the, the stocks in the company, may not be a bad thing, but you can do your own research to find out, right? And also, uh, one thing that he talks about is buying back shares, right? Company, the company itself is buying back their own share. 
Okay, this is not management buying. This is the company buying. So when a company, if a company release uh, issues more share, the shares the share amount becomes more. So it, the value of the share is diluted, right? But at the same time, if the company buys back its share, that means the company itself is confident with the business, which is a good thing because the value of the, the each stock becomes higher. Right, so the value of each individual stocks becomes higher. So that is why you look for companies that buy back their share. But it can also be an alternative because some companies they may not buy back their share, but what they do, they use the money to probably increase the dividend or develop new products or they start new operation or sometimes even making acquisition. So. These are these can be some of the things that you look into when you notice that a company is uh, making acquisition or buying back shares or increasing dividend, developing new products, starting new operations. So these are things that you can take note on, right? And one more last thing that I want to talk about is he is this is actually a very important point because he said he likes to look for companies that produces product that people tend to buy whether it's during good times or bad times, right? Whether it's good or bad, people buy. So he wants that kind of company because when people keep buying, I mean, they're growing their revenue, right? So that is definitely one thing you want to look at. So this may include companies that sell soft drinks, right? Razor blades, uh, drugs. These are companies that are typically more stable and their sales are more stable because whether it's good time, whether it's bad time, people buy, right? There is less uncertainty in the company. And these are some of the characteristics of finding the perfect stock. Okay, this is as as I mentioned by Peter Lynch because ultimately, not only do you want a business that you understand, but you also want a business that is so 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 simple that basically any idiots can run it because why just like what Warren Buffett said as well eventually someday an idiot is going to run it so you want the business to be as simple as possible so that any idiots can run the business all right and it's so easy to understand anybody can do it and that is what he looks for companies that are that he understands and that are simple to run right so that's all for today's uh, episode i hope you learned something from this and of course i'm i haven't finished this book actually but as i go along reading it i'll share it with you guys because i find this book to be very very informative and it helps you see uh, investment in another perspective Right, so I highly encourage if you guys want to read it, go read it. You can learn so much out of it. All right, uh, if you find that this episode, this podcast is helpful, you can follow this podcast, share it with your friends, and I really, really hope to inspire you, inspire you with my journey. And if you want to know more about Dilun, you can check out our uh, Facebook or Instagram page. You can search for Dilun or Dilun Podcast, and you can find out more about us. And until next time, take care. Bye bye.